0: Welcome to this is episode 165. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey hey. Hey hey. And this is Bobby. And here we are with another week. Um maybe the most upset week we've had in a very long time. I mean I know we get upset, but this is in a different realm. In a while. In a while, man. Well, maybe a few weeks ago by the same team. <laughs> the only yeah, reason that why I was, wasn't at home. It's still, to me, a, like, the loss. But, yes, at home, it, it hurts a lot more. A lot more. Yes, you're right. What were you going to say, Lewis? And that's the silence that we give to the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No,
1: nothing. I, I just think that there was like, oh, it's been a while. Well, there was a Gold Cup going on, so maybe that's why? I don't know. Because I feel that we've been upset pretty often. Not like this, though. Uh, like We'll get there. Hmm. I can compare it to something. I'll get there. What
2: are you gonna? Wait a minute. What are you gonna compare it to? Oh, well,
0: we'll you'll get see. There. No, we'll,
2: we'll get there. We'll get
0: there. Well, we started the show. We can talk. Okay. Yeah. Really, okay. You, okay, you want to get started? <laughs> okay.
1: No. All right. So there it is. Uh, I mean, embarrassing. Embarrassing. Three-one loss to San Jose. Absolutely ridiculous performance. <sighs> This one is being said as it's the worst performance of the season, but we have said it more than one time. And maybe each time that we said it, maybe it was the correct thing to say at the time. But we have said it against Colorado. We said it against New England. We said it against NYCFC. We said it uh, right now against San Jose worst performance of the season and we may have been right you know what all those games have in common they're all at home that's the worst part of it they have played their worst soccer at home and that is something that is so upsetting to me because we started off so high thinking oh man that stadium is a fortress again we are mowing down teams in a couple months' time, we've had four of the worst performances ever on that field this season, because we've had worse in the past. But this season, and they are all been at
2: home. Yeah. In, I think what makes this worse is that it was San Jose. It's a rivalry yeah. game. It's, it's a game that the players should have been up for, and it's a game that they looked like they had... No interest in being on the field for. Um, I know people will say that, like, uh, you know, of course, they're trying hard, and of course, they're putting in their their um, effort and their emotion. but like I, I didn't feel it. I certainly didn't feel it. Like this is the first game I mm-hmm. think that I got really emotional about. Um, I got upset at Colorado. I got disappointed with uh, New England. But this is the first game I got, like, real feelings for.
1: Well, yeah, because it really was against San Jose. It was a a game that we thought that we should have won after going up there. This was the revenge game. We're saying, okay, you can do that at home. Now it's our turn. San Jose had not won a game all year on the road. So this is their first road victory this season. We handed it to them. That's been our MO, what seems to be the entire season, giving teams their firsts or breaking streaks or whatever the case is. Here's another one. And late, a complete egg. And as the game went on, it got more and more frustrating and disappointing. And even after the game was done, when you hear some of the post-game comments or the lack of, of post game comments it just got progressively worse and
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm wondering when exactly is this going to stop because even after coming off of victory whether it was uh fourth of july against toronto or any other victory that we had that was after april has been Pretty much a lackluster victory in which there's nothing really to get excited for, but rather a, all right, you got your three points, and now get the hell out of there. And we had talked about it at, in the beginning of the season that that wasn't the case, that we were winning, but it wasn't enough. You had to win convincingly, and we reverted back to, I hope you get a point or three points out of this, no matter how ugly it is, because we haven't won looking good in quite some time.
2: Um I I can't think of, of one in recent memory where we look great. I mean and and one thing was one thing was evident in this game and, and has been getting progressively uh worse is that we were we would start off well or not start off well and then kind of flip it around in the the next half. Like so we would if we would play well in the first half we we played badly in the second half. We played okay. badly in the first half. We played better in the second half. Now it seems to be like we're not playing well at any point in time. I mean, we were no, playing that's, well that's for untrue. three minutes.
0: We're playing no, well for no, no, maybe no. three that's, or four that's minutes. Un, that's, that's untrue. That's eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. We, uh, okay. We played very well up to eight minutes. You I guys mean, are play. all wrong. It's 15. No, it was eight. It was eight. Trust me. Um, It's amazing. We were looking so good. But it's, it's like when a team – when the, when the opposing team gets what the galaxy is doing and they, you know, they modify themselves, all of a sudden the galaxy can't penetrate anymore. Yeah. Like, they're done. Like, yeah. It's like, what's happening? Well, like, are you really that bad that you can't be creative enough to get around this? I mean, they already un- they already unlocked you in eight minutes. I think and- – You know what – and and again, this is going to be this is going to be
2: what we talk to death, and and I'll let you get your your thing out in a second, Louis. Sorry, um, this is going to be what's what's getting talked to death on all of the different Galaxy podcasts, and I know this is going to be the case for um pretty much for everybody. And and this is something that we've talked about for the last few weeks. Something that other people have talked about for the last few weeks. If you're on Galaxy Twitter, you know that there's two camps on this. It's the the Zlatan. Yes, and the Zlatan. No camp, and for me, this is a game where you look at the starting lineup, and it's it's very clear what the starting what uh, Scalotto is trying to do with the starting lineup. He's trying to appease Zlatan. He's trying to make get service to him because you start with Ibra up top, Antuna Alvarez, uh, uh, sorry Fabio Alvarez, and then Efrain Alvarez in the block of three behind him. None of those players, not a single one of those guys plays defense. So you're talking about you're taking four players out of the match that don't play defense. You have Jonathan Dos Santos, who just came back from the Gold Cup and probably is still, you know, a little tired and and not in the headspace for this. You have Joe Corona, who's had a bad run of form. And then you play. People Gonzalez and Dan Steris. You figure, okay, those are your your uh, two solid um, center backs. Obviously, if Polenta is not available to you, you you put Gonzalez in there. Uh, Steris has been playing well. On the flanks, you have Roll Felcher, who scored the goal, but was abysmal the rest of the night. And you have Jorgen Chelvik, who I don't know why any coach at any level still looks at the way that that guy plays and says, yeah, I'm going to put him in my starting 11. I don't know why, but maybe he puts in a good cross. Same with Felcher. He's good on the offensive side. Um, This this lineup seemed to be a lineup that was going to try and appease Zlatan. Um, Isn't
1: that the case for the entire season, though? I mean, how...
2: Perhaps. Is, maybe not, this maybe lineup- not the entire season. Maybe not the entire season because I feel like we've had lineups that are that seem a little bit more balanced and weren't just there to provide service to Zlatan who from what, from people that I've heard and, and again I have I, I now have tinted color glasses when it comes to me looking at Zlatan, so I I can't say that I look at him objectively. Um, other people that have since told me that they were there and said Zlatan looks lazy. He looks so lazy. Um, I didn't really see that in this game. But again, I'm I I, I now have a little bit of a bias, so I can't say that I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I can look at him and say, well, he wasn't being lazy or he was being lazy. Um, But this, this lineup was set up to fail.
0: He's always had moments where he seems lazy or looks lazy. He's always like, since the beginning. He's always has moments. He's slow. He walks around. He he strolls. He's not a, a runner. He's not a...
2: No, and I'm not you saying know, he should he be chasing people ball. around like Antuna. No, I'm I'm just saying, but I'm yeah, just yeah. saying...
0: No, but I'm saying people see that as lazy. You know? So I'm saying, you know, that's how he's been since the beginning. Yeah. I...
1: One of the most frustrating things for me has been the one-dimensional offense, which is basically get the ball to the flanks and then have someone cross it into Zlatan. It's been like that the majority, if not the entirety of the season. And I think as far as statistically, we have the most crosses out of any other team in the league. And it's by a mile. It's not even close. Like the next team is probably 150 below us as far as crosses attempted. Apparently we also have the highest accuracy in landing those crosses, which I find very bizarre. Wow. Since I feel that since we when? get... That seems yeah, wrong. It <laughs> seems extremely wrong. I'm not entirely sure what that is, but apparently get... we're at 25%. I'm not sure if it's just like, hey, if someone I mean gets need, a touch I mean, on it... I, or... may need, I
0: may need new eyes.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> because we, we always complain that 25 Crosses attempted in a game, only one's going to get to Zlatan. He better sure as hell score it. So I'm not sure how that number is 25%. But obviously, we want to see what we want to see. I don't know exactly how they measure the accuracy. Maybe if it just gets to a player, whether it's just a touch or what, if it wasn't cleared. or I don't know. I have no idea what, what it goes by. But what I find very frustrating is that neutrals seem to think that this is a strategy that they should continue. That Zlatan is Zlatan. They're not frustrated at him. They have no emotional ties to the team. They have no emotional ties to the players. So they think Zlatan is Zlatan. Similar to what Gio was last season, where neutrals were saying, well, you have Gio De Santos, and if he gets going, he can score goals. That's kind of what's happening here. That you need to continue to get... Service into Zlatan because if he gets the ball, he's going to score most of the time. Now, statistically, this may be true. But your offense, I feel, is suffering by playing so one-dimensional. And it's just frustrating that it's – that everyone else that hasn't been watching or at least not emotionally involved in the team, in which case maybe we're wrong. But they're saying that this is a strategy that needs to continue and that other players need to step up their game in order – to find Zlatan more often. Now I'm not going to argue that other players should be stepping up their game. And maybe they should be uh, putting in better service. To, to Zlatan or anybody else for that matter. But I, I'm just upset at the fact that people kind of enable that. That they're enabling that one dimensional offense. And that we are completely reliant on. The crossing game to Zlatan because I feel it's
0: well. Who's who else is going to do something different in the in the team? Who else is well, going to do something different? Well, that's the thing. Is, There's no underscoring threat. Is Antuna going to score? Is uh, Jonah going to go forward more? What do you, what would you like? Because none of these players can do that.
1: I think honestly, I we've talked about. I how I mean, I think Zlatan... you're imagining
0: a different like a like a special team. Like you no, got to no, no, look no, at no. what you have on the field. Like right. Like and, even if you switch, if we switch that game plan does it really work? Because nobody does anything really well enough in this team. But well,
1: but what David was saying about the lineup, if, if this lineup was catered to Zlatan in order to get as many balls to him as possible, if you take him out of the equation, you have to switch up your, your formation. You, you have to switch up your tactics. You have to switch up your attack. Now, sure. at that point, you can say, okay, someone else has to step up because... We're not going to go to our go-to play literally every single time we get the ball. We have to try to be a little bit more creative, not just cross it to Zlatan, which seems to yeah, be our and, only and game the, plan.
0: And that's the thing. When, when we don't see Zlatan, in the, it's been a while, but when we don't see Zlatan in the team, we haven't played that well either. Like, they, that that game plan hasn't changed anything, really. It hasn't changed much of results.
1: I think the lack of another
0: scoring threat
1: really hurts us. I think that exactly. Well, you're so, so we well, don't
0: have these these people to, to do to to play these roles. That's why. I mean, that's where we're at right now. We don't have those players to play those roles or to step up to the plate. And and
2: you, and like, you look at you look at um, you look at the guys that were out there. Fabio Alvarez. We brought him in um uh, to not to on my good side right now. Right. We brought him in to to do just that, and he has been. Awful. He has been so terrible. He disappears. He is he got stripped of the ball at one point, and uh, San Jose ended up earning a corner kick. He got stripped of the ball in the San Jose box, and then San Jose took that ball and earned a corner kick on our side. Like that can't happen. but that's a that's a failure throughout the entire field, but it starts with Alvarez and he was he is, I think, the lowest rated player. On who scored. Um, and I'm just, uh, to I'm be just honest hoping, with you, the, the rating they gave him is generous.
0: Well, I'm just hoping he's having his polenta moment and will turn around. I'm just super hoping for that. Because right. I'm right. Freaking, he's driving me crazy. <laughs> I, but I mean, like, who's... But
2: Okay, so we talk about who's going to step up. Who's going to make people step up? Because right now there's no leadership. Like, you have, you have Zlatan, who's... Being Zlatan on the field, but he's not encouraging players, he's, he's not, yeah, he's on pushing he's in them. his
0: own, island. He's, he, he's in his yeah, own he's, island.
2: he's in his own island, he's only I out saw there. Him last for game
0: clap for stuff, like I saw him, like just clap, like hey, good effort, and that was it. Like, but that was the first eight minutes,
2: yeah. You have, I mean, the, seriously, the only player that stepped up in this game is David Bingham, and David Bingham, I he he was one of the players that after the game. Um, declined to speak to the media, and he's the only player that I'm gonna give a pass to where I'm gonna say, you know what? He did everything he he could to to keep us in the game. He showed he showed us everything on the field. He doesn't need to say anything. Everybody else, I wanna know what the fuck happened. Scarlotto, I- what happened? He got out coached. You we talk about how Oh, he he doesn't have his complete team yet. Dude, Matias Almeida was about to leave San Jose because he was complaining that he didn't have enough resources or money to go after the players that he wanted. And what did he do? He turned his team around with the players that he has, and he started surging with San Jose. Same thing thing with Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena, those guys are not his guys. They haven't lost since he took over. Connor Casey. In Colorado, we talked about him a bunch of times. Yep, those are not his guys. That's mm-hmm. not the team he built. He found he finds a way to win. All right,
1: mm-hmm. I will go back to David Bingham because uh, I, I obviously want to give him his credit. Good points, but, David. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and, <laughs> and talk about Scalotto because for the first time, I am extremely upset at this coach. Not only because of the points that you just made, but just the fact that his his post-game comments were extremely mind-boggling to me. I'm not sure if it's maybe... I didn't didn't see it. I'm not sure if it's maybe a... I don't think it's lost in translation. Maybe it's, you know, that the English, maybe he he couldn't articulate exactly in detail what he wanted. But his post-game comments, when they were asking him, he was dumbfounded. He had no answers. That was his answer. I don't know. I have no answer, and I, I, I'm there, just kind of saying to myself, "Wait a minute! Of all of anyone who should have an answer, it's you, as a coach." He also mentioned that, "Well, we lost a game in 20 minutes. Like, in the 20th minute is when we lost the game. What are you What are you talking about? What? You have yeah, 70. What? You have 70 minutes left. Like, the game isn't over in 20 minutes. You have 70 minutes left before the game is over. You had 25 minutes." You presumably more because it just didn't like turn on in the 20th minute. You already have lost the game. You started losing the game earlier. You basically said, yeah, I can't figure this out in 20 minutes. You couldn't go into halftime, make your adjustments, say, hey, this is what we need to do better. This is what they're doing. This is how we get around it. This is how we stop this. This is how I'm going to adjust to give us a better chance or to stop the bleeding because at that point San Jose's onslaught had already begun he didn't do that his post game comments basically said i was beat in the 20th minute and i had no answer for
0: it yeah that's your job dude but that's what we saw too
1: that is absolutely (laughs) mind-boggling because 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 coupled with what david just said about the other new head coaches there's literally no excuse for this and this was my guy I've said that since years ago. This was my guy. This is the guy that I wanted to coach. And for the first time, I'm saying after seeing Almeida and after all what what David had said, I I wouldn't bring Bruce Arena back. But after all that, I have to question his coaching skills right now because coming off a game like that against your rival, a guy who played at Boca, a guy who knows... What it's like to be in an intense rivalry. He has got to get his players up for that game. The players should already be up for that game. I don't think anyone should be motivating them. The players should be, I am going to fucking crush this team. This player is not getting by me. I will fucking break his leg before that happens. None of that fucking happened. There was no passion, no desire There was absolutely no intensity from a team that needed heart. I blame the players on that, but the coach, his lack of tactics, his lack of adjustments, his lack of figuring out what the problem is and trying to fix it, for the first time I am questioning whether we got the right coach or not. Because there is no excuse for that to happen. It is one thing to say we got beat by a better team. And you know what? Maybe San Jose is a better team. But I dread what happens on Friday night when a team that is highly favored to do what San Jose did, I fear what that possibility could be on Friday night. Because at this point, there is no way I can say that Scalotto is going to outcoach Bob Bradley. There's no way in the hell that's happening. And if it wasn't for David Bingham, that scoreline would have been significantly more embarrassing because oh. a 3-1 to scoreline is very, very untelling of what oh, happened in that game. It's
2: extremely forgiving of what happened in that game. And, I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. a team, a goalie that faced... Thirty-one shots. Well, I
0: seventeen
2: think it, well, on target, or, or yeah. was it seventeen I think it was on target?
1: 17, 17 but, on target.
2: But this is a, a team... regardless of whether or not they're on target, and he had to make a save because Bingham had what? 14 saves on the night, or fourteen?
1: Fourteen, uh, saves, uh, 14 like a saves, a career on the night. high, a career so, high. It's, it's not an MLS record, but so it's you close.
2: Have, so okay, so you're a goalie, right? You're 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 a goalie, and. The actions that you have to do in order to keep the ball out of the net is is one thing. You were involved in 14 out of 17 of those. What's worse is the fact that your defense and your midfield let them take 15 more shots at you. Whether or not they were on target or not, that that momentary look of they're kicking the ball toward your goal – What do I, where, where, you know, where is it going to go? So, just to say that they weren't on target doesn't mean that that's not still something that Bingham had to worry about and to face 31 shots. We might as well have been been playing Galaxy 3 that night for them to have taken 31 shots. That's insane. 31 31 shots is. To our five shots, not shots on target, shots. By we the way, the one shot on target players? was the goal. And how many attacking players took shots, Lewis?
1: Um, I'm going to say one. None. There it is. That is that. That should not happen. And and here's here's the other thing. I, I get that one of your priorities compared to last season was you had to fix your defense. You had to. Plug up the holes from this defense because we allowed way too many goals. We scored goals almost at will, but we allowed them just as easily. Statistically, we have fixed our defense. I know it doesn't always seem that way, and I know we 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 shit on on players like Shelvic and rightfully so. But we have improved our defense dramatically. The problem is, is that a coach who is extremely offensive minded, a coach who has said a good defense is a good is a, is a better offense. A guy who said we are gonna, we're gonna uh, have possession. It's gonna be offense, 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 and we haven't seen shit of it. Our second leading goal scorer is a defender. Our offense runs entirely through and dependent on Zlatan. That is a problem. That is a major problem right now, and. there's just no reason for this to happen. 31 shots? That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. At that point, you're saying, fuck, bunker down. Make sure they don't get another shot. I mean, San Jose just absolutely took us out of our game. Completely outcoached. No, no, no reason for that to happen. None whatsoever.
2: So, in order, in order to figure out what's going on i think that it would be a good idea to reach out and and ask for some help what do you think louis of course
1: all right guys so we have a very special treat for you tonight we're gonna preview the el trafico game and unfortunately uh keep talking about the debacle that was the uh the san jose game we brought in a guest speaker for that you know who she is. She's a reporter for LA Sports Access. She covers the Galaxy. She covers the Sparks and some other soccer team in there somewhere. And <laughs> uh, she's here with us, gracing us with her presence for the first time on LA's Our House. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Dummy Barillas. Yay-hoo. How are you doing, hey. Dummy? <laughs> Dummy <laughs> made it on the show. <laughs> I did make it on the show. Thanks
3: for having me.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you for being on the show. How, how's your
3: evening going? Evening's going really well, since I know we were going to be talking about, you know, that disaster that is San Jose game. I do have a glass of wine right in front of me to get oh. me prepared for this. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, we should have had her on balls and beers. <laughs> yeah,
1: we should have. We
0: should have had next her time, on balls and time. beers.
1: Yeah. Well, well, David upped his game. He went from regular beer to whiskey after what happened. Right. So, I mean, it, <laughs> it, it was a bad week for her. If you
2: were yeah, a guy. I don't fan, blame you. <laughs> tell me, tell me, we predict every game in 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 MLS every week, and I only won one game last week. <laughs> one
0: <laughs> game.
2: If this was yeah. if this was real money that we were betting with, I would be so in the hole. It would it's yeah, it's you'd terrible. be broke. So <laughs> I, I switched I switched to Scotch because why not? <laughs> you have to do what you have to do this is exactly that and and the galaxy San Jose has me so down on a night when the players did this like pre-game photo shoot wearing the supporter gear, they go out and they lay that kind of <laughs> egg. I mean, the, the three of us have talked about how we all we all kind of had different feelings about the about the team. um i I feel one way Lewis feels another way. Bobby, I think, has been the only one that's been very correct about his feeling about the team. In, in that they're very inconsistent, and so on a night when we see them just stop trying, they quit on us. Yeah. Um. Lewis, you know, sent a, a text in the group chat that said, "This is shit," and and Bobby said, "No, this is us.
0: This is what <laughs> we are right now." Yeah. This is, yeah. This is it's it's is literally this the, the same team. Is? It's literally the same team that we've been seeing we just luck we luck in some wins so here and there but they this is how we play
3: yeah we're not looking good right now and it's very hard i would agree probably the, the best word you could use is inconsistent it's also very hard to be consistent when you are just plagued with injury after injury after injury like it's very hard to find that momentum period but i feel like games like San Jose, for example, we talk about there was they should stop trying. These are the kinds of games where you miss a player like Alessandrini because a player like him, he's all about heart. You feel his emotion, you feel him trying. That's trying. when you really miss a player like him on the field.
0: Yep. Um,
2: I I agree that we've been missing Alessandrini. Um, but even when Alessandrini's there, he's not a leader per se. Effective. Um, well, I mean, you know, he, he brings something, he, he, he creates trouble for the defenders enough for them to, to have to, you know, they have to watch him, but, the thing that everybody seems to be talking about, the theme of the week, you know, the, the galaxy sort of problem of the week is this team has no leadership. And I don't think that Alessandrini yeah. fixes that. I don't think that Legit fixes that, or Kitchen, no for no all one that fixes matter.
3: That. No one fixes that. I would agree. The team has no leadership, period. But if we're talking about a player who's going to put 100% in as far as his heart is on it always and will not give up, that would be a player like Alessandrini. Yeah. As far as leaders go... I mean, the closest you get that is Slashdown. And even calling him, in my opinion, a leader, he does a lot of things that are not very leader-wise. And it's very hard <laughs> for me to look at him and say, yes, you are, you are the captain of this team. You are a leader. You lead by example. Those are not things that I think about when I think of out being the leader of this team.
2: Right. Zlatan seems like he's the leader of Zlatan. That's it.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
1: It it really is a complete contrast from what we saw last season, because last season you can arguably say, oh, this is Zlatan's team. He's putting this team on his back, uh, just narrowly missing the playoffs. And then you have this season, which has been a complete 180 in which yes, he's scoring goals, but it's very obvious that he's not putting the team on his back. It could very well be that the team may not even want to be on his back. It almost seems that there is this rift in the locker room. Uh, we yeah. have seen Zlatan's antics. We have seen his little tempt- uh, uh you know, his tantrums being thrown on the field. Um, it, every ball, regardless of who is coming from, it goes to Zlatan. I'm sure the players may or may not be resenting. That, uh, I think we talked about how Leggett is not taking shots that he probably would have taken last season simply just to look up to find where Zlatan is. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it. it's a complete different season. and It's unfortunate in, in a season where we thought we were going to be significantly more offensive. We actually went the opposite direction. We can't score. Yeah,
3: I would agree. I mean... Like you said, I I also feel that that there is some kind of shift in the locker room as far as Slathan and everybody else, and you know to the point earlier, I feel like and really primarily just cares about Slathan. He he wants the ball to be fed to him. He wants to be the one who's making the goals. He wants to be the one making the shots. And to a certain degree, I almost feel like it messes with everyone else's self confidence because you also want to take shots that you have whether it's passing to him or not, but you also know that in a way you're expected to make sure Slaffen gets that final touch to get that goal. So it's, it's a very, it's a very tricky situation. Um, but like, like I said, as far as like leadership, I don't, I don't feel like he's someone that the players in the locker room look up to as far as like, yes, he is, leader but i also think that slatan can be really good when he really likes you for example um alvarez he is a huge fan of his we've heard him say a million times over and over again how talented he is and he is you see them in the locker room and you actually see a pretty good relationship between those two um whether it's talking about the game or whether it's them joking around like you can see that commodity between them because I feel like Flatman is taking him under his wing, he actually really believes in him. I don't feel like he feels the same way about all of his teammates, and because of that, I think that he creates this kind of separation amongst everyone else. And it's just, it just—it doesn't feel—it doesn't feel like it's a, a team that that has any kind of um, closeness or that they're unified in any kind of way, and that obviously affects him on the pitch as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I do want to say that because you had mentioned, if he likes you, he's going to act a certain way. Last year, he was complaining about the coach. So, yeah. the Galaxy go off and find a presumably a world-class coach to make Zlatan happy. How does you wouldn't ha- obviously have more information on this than we would. How does Zlatan feel about Skeloto? How
3: does he feel about him? Um, I mean, obviously, there's not well, at least for what I've seen, there is no tension the way that there was with, say, Sigi. Um, rest in peace, Siggy Schmidt. But I also think that Guillermo gives him a lot of freedom. He gives them a lot of flexibility with what he can do, what he wants, what he demands. I think maybe that's a better way to phrase it. Um, And I feel like that goes across almost every department in the galaxy, even down to the communication staff. It's almost like they're afraid of him. And Mm -hmm. they won't, you won't say no to Slaton. And I feel like that goes across the board in the entire club, whether you were someone Mm -hmm. like Chris Klein, whether you're a coach, whether you're a PR person, I feel like he's that kind of player that you simply won't say no to because you want to keep them happy. And if we want to be realistic about the situation without Slaton right now, I mean, if we think we're horrible right now, we'd be way worse. So, As far as that, it's almost like you kind of have to just give the player what they want, you know, at, at whatever that cost. And I think that maybe Guillermo is very good at that and just giving him that flexibility and that power to just trust in whatever he needs and whatever he's going to do. So you don't feel that tension the way that there has been in the past as far as that coach and player relationship. But I also feel like maybe because there isn't so much um, – you know, like there's no boundaries per se, that that also just reflects and becomes a domino effect as far as the rest of the team goes. And again, all part of why maybe this team is just not gelling together. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a dress between the locker room, X, Y, and Z. I feel like all of these things factor into why it's just not working together um, as a team.
2: Yeah, it's it's funny that, you know, you talk about how like they're they're giving Slotan the the flexibility, and and that's one of the things that we talked about. What like a year ago when we first signed Slotan, uh, right before we signed him, we we cautioned to a lot of people saying that like, look, this is a guy who has a big personality, has a big ego. At least you know the the persona that he shows on the field is is one thing, and and his teammates say something different. But it seems like that field on the field persona. Um, seems to be affecting the morale of the team. And, you know, we talked about Sebastian Leggett before the injury didn't look like himself. And and we we theorized that, like, it could be that Zlatan's behavior on the field was sort of affecting his confidence. And that seems, I mean, for me, that seems to be the case with a lot of the other players. Um, yeah. You have a team who scored a bunch of goals with you know, presumably worse players than they have this year. And um this year they have more talented players are getting um they should, you know, they have a more offensive minded coach. And yet um what we saw a lot in the beginning of the season from Guillermo was he was focusing on defense and now it seems like we can't score or we can't defend. You know, especially on a, on a like last night, I said that it seemed like the lineup that got put out was almost catering too much to Zlatan, but also set up to fail because of you had a poor performance from Shelvick. And, you know, his last good performance is, I don't remember when, and you had a a poor defensive side from Rolf Felcher. And then the three, the block of three that were behind Zlatan don't really defend. Antuna, Alvarez and Alvarez, they don't really play a lot of defense. So a lot was put on sort of that that middle four of Jonathan, Corona, um, Starrison, and Gonzalez to defend everything. And it was pretty evident in the way that San Jose kind of was free roaming. You know, they would transition okay. the ball and have acres of space to, to run at. Yep. Um. So, you know, you give a guy like Zatan more freedom, but it's, you know, he doesn't want freedom. He wants to win. And so whatever structure it takes to, to to win and even if you're you feel like you're constricting him like as long as we're winning, I don't think that that bothers him that much. So I think I think that's something that the the front office, the coaching staff, that's what everybody kind of has to get on board, at least from our outsiders perspective. Like it seems like that's they have to give Zlatan those boundaries and then make him kind of get get us back to winning ways because that's that's what it is
3: no i completely agree I, I completely agree with that but I, I also feel that he just needs to figure out a way to actually be a leader within his team because at the end of the day whether you're winning or you're losing you need someone who is gonna be your leader you need someone who's going to lead by example you need someone who is going to have your back and in that locker room it's just you don't have that period and without that leadership or without someone taking accountability or having each other's back or whatever the case is, it's, it makes it harder for you to move forward and try to win games if you can't even get it together behind closed doors. You know yeah. what I mean?
2: Yeah. I and feel I, like and I, that think, I think Guillermo hey. is kind of – sorry. I think Guillermo is kind of to blame, too, with not holding – the. Those players accountable, you know, allowing Zlatan to leave, or I mean, I don't know how much he allowed him to leave, and, and that just he left, um, you know, before uh, the media even got to the locker room. Uh, so we heard, as uh, you know, as Josh Gassman said in, on his uh, podcast, and I think uh, you know it, it was widely reported that Zlatan left before reporters got to to the locker room, and um, and Jonathan Dos declined. It's not the first time
3: he does it.
2: Right. That, I mean, that's before. something that Giovanni Dos Santos used to do a lot.
3: Yeah, like if something that happens, it happens a lot. Usually, I will say this on, on his defense, defense, he's usually very good about speaking to the media, whether it's at practice or post-game. However, it's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies. You're not always going to win a game. You're not always going to be in a good mood. You're not always going to be happy to talk to the media, etc., so in those situations when a game just goes completely south, he tends to have this pattern of leaving immediately after the game, whether he makes it in the shower or not, probably the quickest shower in the world, and then he bounces. <laughs> and it's just a pattern that he does. And it's like that's that's not how it works. You can't just be there. When you're happy and you want to celebrate, you have to be there also for your team. When you're down, when you have such a horrible game like San Jose, how are you as a captain going to just leave, leaving me after the game and not be there for your team? That just yeah. that you just can't do that. And he has a pattern of doing this, and that's I feel like that's a huge problem. As far as far as Jonah, yeah, he he also he chose not to speak to the media. Again, usually he's very good about speaking to the media and actually talking to us whenever whenever he's asked. Um, he didn't speak to the media when everyone was in the locker room. Apparently later on, a couple of Spanish media outlets got him um, way later after. And then, who else was it? David Bingham, who just flat out refused and said, yeah. well, you know, like, there's no way I'm going to talk to them.
2: And and I think he's the only one that, like, we give him a pass because he said it all he needed to say out in the field. He stood on his head to try and uh, keep his team in the game. I mean, when you you save fourteen shots after facing seventeen, and and San Jose being allowed to take thirty-one freaking shots, it's it, there's nothing that Bingham's going to say that is going to make a give us an insight into into what yeah. happened out there. We saw it, you know. Yeah, I give Bingham I agree. a pass. There's
3: only so much he could say because it's, it's almost like a weird position where you're celebrated. You're being celebrated for having probably the best game of your career, but you had a horrible outcome where your team still lost. So, yeah, there's only so much you can say. As far as Lothan and Regina, I feel like one of those two, one of those who should have definitely taken accountability for the team and spoken or given something but
2: it just didn't happen. Oh, it's 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 really disheartening.
3: Yeah, it it it's actually
1: tough because I think accountability has been a big word for the past 3 seasons mm-hmm. with the Galaxy. There seems to be none anywhere. It's always finger pointing, it's always uh, some sort of excuse or just I'm going to pretend that this didn't happen. And it's frustrating to see this organization that has so many great highs not accept some of their lows and some of their faults. I think it's very disar- disheartening the way that things are handled. Uh, one of the things that really uh, upset the fans, among other things, uh, in this San Jose game is the fans are hyped up for this game. The fans... Right, well, buy into this rivalry, oh, yeah. the, you know. The, the fans, uh, Galaxy fans hate San Jose, San Jose mm-hmm. fans hate Galaxy fans. Uh, it's part of the you know, uh, North South, uh, California
2: rivalry. They, they made, a, they made a documentary about beating us last a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Small teams do that, that's how much they hate us. Oh, my yeah, god, yeah, they're turf. I just see that on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But Sorry, I mean, man. you have you have all that. of this, and you would think that the players would feel the same way. I can't imagine that, and I and I get it that rivalries kind of stem and they grow because of the fans. The fans uh, kind of like spur on that 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 rivalry. So, and the players may or may not feel it, but I, I get it. But it's hard for me to to see a, for example. Uh, a Madrid-Barcelona game and have the players who are currently playing there not understand what that game means. It's hard for me to see a Boca River game and say those players have no idea what that game means. It really seems that this crop of Galaxy players really have no idea what the San Jose Mm -hmm. game means. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a problem because you look at players like, say, for example, uh, Yele Van Damme who took that rivalry very seriously and was probably the last guy to say, hey, you know what? You're, this is our turf. This is our territory. You're, you're a nobody. Players like AJ De La Garza, who, I mean, who took those rivalries very seriously. We miss players like that because right now, there it seems that there is no... Maybe David Bingham is probably the one who... And he showed it. He's yeah. probably the yeah. only one who understands what that rivalry is. And I fear that, wow... You have another rival who probably hates you even more. Who were born out of hatred for us coming into <laughs> our stadium, and do you really know what that means? Will you lay? You know, uh, how, will you play with that same lack of intensity this Friday? Yeah. Because the 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 fans, uh, I think of all things, that's probably what hurt them the most.
3: Yeah, and I did read a lot of fan reactions who were pretty spot on with what you just said. I and mean, I think something that kind of triggered fans too was um, which I'll give kudos to um, Ralph Elter, who actually did speak to the media after that game. He made a comment about how, you know, basically those games in the past at Hassan. Now we have a big game coming up on Friday, obviously, meaning against LAFC. And I was reading all of the responses to that, and everyone's reaction was like, okay. What about San Jose? Like, you're putting all the emphasis to LAFC. Like, that's your only game that's an actual rivalry. However, we have San Jose that has been a rivalry for years, and nothing is being said about that, about, like you're saying, no intensity behind it, or, like, it doesn't mean anything to them. And it almost feels like for most of the players on this team, their their rivalry is a team like LAFC, not San Jose. Obviously, for obvious reasons, Bingham, like you said, the exception. Um, but it almost feels like like maybe they just don't understand how intense it is and how important and how much it actually means to fans who have been following the Galaxy for so many years. Maybe part of them just doesn't understand that, especially players that are so new to the club, X, Y, and because to me, it just kind of seems like all the emphasis has been placed on one rivalry, and that's LAFC.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for, from us, we still see DC United as a rivalry. Oh, yeah, you know, like the, th- yeah. those games still get intense for us emotionally. But um, I get that, you know, uh, rivalries kind of um, ebb and flow depending on on where the teams are. But yeah, I feel this like this San shit. Jose uh, Galaxy rivalry is still there's still embers burning there. You know, there's and there and I think there always will be because of like Lewis said the the NorCal SoCal thing. Um, which I, I get if people who aren't from Northern or Southern California don't get that. But you know, there's yeah. also there's also people within the team that have been with the club for a long time that do understand that rivalry and should they should be imparting that kind of message of this is a big deal to 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 these players. But now that we've sort of let the open open the the goat pen as as you know as we we have, let's talk about. LA Galaxy and LAFC on Friday. Um, LAFC has done very well for themselves. Um, Bob Bradley has proven to be a very good coach and has worked really. They've been allowed to build this team and and kind of shape it into a certain thing. and And they're exciting. Like I hate to say it, but they are <laughs> a exciting team to watch. Um, they fight. You know they, they they even when they go down, yeah. they fight back. And they end up running teams over. I mean, the other day we had like they had Vancouver. Uh, was it Vancouver or Montreal where they they Vancouver, went down and the they were down. it was Vancouver where they went down and then they just obliterated them by the end of the game. Yep. Um, so I would imagine that um, they're studying the tape of uh, the Galaxy San Jose match quite a bit. Um, I would imagine that they have they have this feeling of this is going to be the time that they're going get, to get to exercise their demons because they didn't beat they didn't beat the galaxy all year right. last year. Despite the galaxy being terrible, they were like very near a dumpster fire. Um, but they didn't they weren't able to beat the galaxy. This is going to be their opportunity to exercise those demons. Um, so in terms of how the two teams match up. Um, I think that LAFC will play kind of a high octane, high press kind of game the way that San Jose did. So now it's up to Guillermo and the coaching staff and the Galaxy players to figure out what went wrong and try and counteract whatever it is LAFC is going to do.
3: No, I completely agree. But it, honestly, it worries me for the Galaxy after that San Jose game. Was that is what you're going to bring to such an intense game against a team that is San Jose? what are you going to do on Friday? You're talking about the best team, not just in the Western Conference, but you're talking about the best team in the entire league. They, I mean, was it the last game they played against Houston? They didn't even start Carlos Vela. They switched Mm -hmm. their lineups, and their depth is unbelievably good. And if they already had all the confidence in the world, I feel like after that Houston game, their confidence level is probably like skyrocketed from that game. I think for me, For me, it's going to come to what starting lineup is Guillermo going to choose to go with? Especially for me, I look at the defensive end. Like, who are you bringing in that's going to actually attack and defend the ball? One. And two, I look at a player like Flazan. Are you going to be active during this game? Are you? I feel like he had a very quiet night. He can't, in a game like LAFC you need to make your presence known. They feel mm-hmm. like if it's another quiet one for him, to me, there's no possible chance that LA Galaxy even have a little bit of an opportunity to win this one against LAFC. No way.
1: Yeah, I think for me, the, the the game plan has to be, I mean, and this is just my opinion, I can be dead wrong on this, but the the, the starting lineup that was fielded against San Jose, at least on paper, it looked to be, as David said, more offensive-minded. Both Alvarez's don't defend. Antuna doesn't defend. Yep. Uh, So you're going to have to have some sort of lineup. Hopefully you have Perry Kitchen back. I think the loss of Pontius, I'm not sure if he's returning or not anytime soon. Those are big... um, Those are players that you need, especially in a game like this, that will help you out on the defensive side. I think you need... I think you need to let LAFC have the ball. Let them believe they have control of the game. Let them just have possession and Mm. attack their weakest point, which is their defense. Let them control the ball, but you need to be very, very efficient on the counter. And we have the speed to do it. Uh, Maybe I'm dead wrong on that tactic, but I feel that if you're going to, to run with LAFC with the way that the Galaxy are currently playing, we are playing into their game plan and it's going to be an extremely long night for the Galaxy and a very... Historic night for LAFC, because if San Jose can get off 30-some shots against the Galaxy, like you said, what is a player like Vela or Rossi or Blessing or any one of those front five going to do uh, on Friday? It, it could be even more embarrassing Massacre. than last Friday.
3: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's I think... pretty fair. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? It's Go easier, ahead, It's going to be even more embarrassing. <laughs> it's going to be more embarrassing
0: than the San Jose game. Oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I was so annoyed that they keep using that excuse, oh, the game is in the past. They've been saying that a lot. It's It's been going through from uh, Scoloto 2 down to the players. I've been hearing them saying that in a lot of losses, um, and it frustrates me. And just like you're saying, it's like, well, if you can't win this, how are you going to win the next game? So you can't just ignore it. You know, yeah.
2: I mean, I mean that can be said for for any for any match, but I mean, look. But we've been repeating it a lot yeah. this season. We we've we've got well, Delmi on. We've got Delmi on. So she she's been she's been on the inside of both locker rooms. So, Delmi, have you been uh, to LAFC? <laughs> have you been to LAFC practice this week?
3: Yeah. Okay. So it's so funny you mention that because I was actually complaining about this earlier. <laughs> So typically speaking, um, the teams have practices pretty much on the daily, but they'll have like one main media availability day, um, Mm -hmm. which is the day that most of us come out if we choose to just do one day or go a different day. So Galaxy, normally, the main practice day for Galaxy is two days before a game. So in this case, it would be tomorrow, which, of course, it's scheduled for tomorrow. LAFC has a tendency of doing it one day before mm. a game. So in this case, I thought it was going to be Thursday because that's normally how it works every single week. And on the schedule, they don't even normally put what players are going to make available. Usually, You come to request a player and then they'll do their best to kind of accommodate that. Today, I received emails from both teams, and they're both doing their practices tomorrow at the same time. Uh. And what I found very interesting is that LAOC, for the first time since I feel I've covered them, they actually put the player names under the the time of who they're going to have talk to media. And it was (laughs) Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and then one more that I can't recall. But I feel like that's (laughs) very strategic of them um, Mm -hmm. because they never do that. They'll never tell us ahead of time Hmm. what player is speaking. And then tomorrow they're going to have their biggest (laughs) players talking to the press. And it's at the same time that the Galaxy are holding their practice. Um, So for me, it seems obvious that that was done purposely. But I won't be at LAFC tomorrow as I I am going to Galaxy practice instead. Oh, we yeah. we won't
2: read into that. We won't read into that at all. Totally <laughs> read into that, guys. <laughs> 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 well, well, my next question was going to be, what's the mood over at the LAFC camp? But I think that um, you know, given given that how confident they are, you know, they 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 do seem to be like the team playing with swagger. Um,
3: yeah, and you know what? I will say this through with them. It's just honestly comparing them. I'm not I'm not choosing sides. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm for LOC or anything, but it's really night and day when it comes to both teams on every level. Like I, I always start with comparing leaders, right? Like I see Carlos Bella, I see Swatani Mrahimovich. Completely different people. Yeah. Completely different leaders. If like, you take someone like mm-hmm. Carlos Bella the most humble player in the world, completely opposite to what Slaughter is. And I feel like he, he's, he never has an ego, whether it's with players, with media, with any staff member from the club or anything. There's never an attitude. He's always super respectful, always talks to the press. And I feel like just the way he carries himself, he's just like that all the time. And I feel like that positive energy, that positive attitude, that positive, everything just relates to the entire team. And there's just a sense of unity that you feel every single time with LAFC. And that's something that I hardly if ever have felt with the galaxy. It's just, just the atmosphere and just the feeling you get when you're in there is just completely different, completely different. Um, and you feel like that, obviously, it helps It helps LASC. When you see them play, they're always, for the most part, they're always in sync. They have good communication. They have trust there. They have all these things that it's not just on the pitch, but also behind closed doors. They actually get along. They all hang out. They all do this and that. And with Galaxy, it almost feels very clicky. Like you have just a click here, a click there, but there's no real leader like we've talked about so much today um but yeah the the atmosphere is just to me it's just completely different completely different
0: that's encouraging that's, sad.
1: that's sad to me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. god <laughs> but the only- but, but you know what though but but <laughs> it, but you see it the on the field it, right it, the thing is that it it, it pretty much trickles down to even the fan base because you you look at galaxy twitter right now and whether they want to admit it or not or whether they they say it in these words they're they're dreading friday they 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 don't want friday to come they yeah. kind of want to delay the inevitable where as lafc fans i'm sure cannot wait yeah. to get this game started and yeah. i mean based on what you just Salabin. said right there with the locker rooms uh, about the, you know, one locker room is positive, the other one is a little bit more uh, negative and there's no unity. I mean, the fans can sense this. The fans can see that this team is is not functioning right now, that there's a, a lot of, uh, you know, holes in that sale right now. That, that were, oh, Even when they were winning, we even said that there's some problems here that are being masked by the wins that they're currently pull, pulling off, but they're eventually going to come to... Uh, come to the surface, and boy, did they! So, I mean, I, I, what you said makes sense, and obviously, the fans subconsciously they they felt it. it. It, they have pretty much no choice but to feel it. If if that is the the atmosphere in that organization, it does trickle down to us.
3: Yeah, and it's it's really unfortunate because I like if you look at the roster for the most part. I mean, I can probably pinpoint ones that I'm like, why are we paying them this much? We, you have a lot of <laughs> oh, talented players we have a lot of talent on on the galaxy team we really do it's just together executing everything finding you know that balance of just everything across the board it's just like, like he, one of you guys mentioned earlier it's just been very inconsistent and until they find that consistency it's just going to be the same pattern. The problem there is that you're, you're running out of time here. Like, you're going to turn this around and be oh, consistent, yeah. especially now with the standings being so close um to one another just by, like, a couple of points. You can very easily see yourself drop from third or fourth all the way down. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing that they need to just avoid. You'll want the same accident, the same incident to happen, like, last year, where it comes down to the very last game of the season for you to know if you're going to make it into playoffs or not. That's not a situation that you, that you want in your hands. And yeah. it, it's really unfortunate. Do they still have time to turn this around? Of course they do. They, oh, they have time to turn it around. It's just a matter of fact of, is it realistic? Are you going to be able to turn it around? Like, are you going to be able to fix the problems happening here? Are you going to be able to take accountability for your mistakes? Are you going to be able to do this and that? And that's to be determined, I guess.
2: Well, it it, it, so, it seems like something pretty dramatic is going to have to happen in order for the Galaxy to kind of like all of a sudden everybody falls in line oh or everybody no. ca- has this like come together moment. Um, it, you know, that dramatic. Yeah, that dramatic thing could be Alessandrini coming back. That dramatic thing could be, uh, you know, a, a player, le- you know, Alessandrini leaving. It could be Christian Pavone coming in. It could be somebody else coming in. They could very
1: also well be taking the massacre on Friday. True. It could very true. well be that yeah. look, you know you, you took your lumps. We we can't do this anymore. I remember, uh, 2014, uh, we were having a very subpar year, and, and I think uh, the peak was getting run over by Manchester United, and then having a hell of a uh, August September all the that way to song. MLS Cup. So I mean, it could very well be that. The massacre or, you know, if we were to get massacred on Friday, maybe that is the turning point saying, yeah, this is never happening again. We need to fix something and maybe that's it. So, you know, that's probably trying to put a positive spin on a very horrible situation. But, you know, something does need to happen.
3: And I agree with you that very that could very well be the thing that can turn it around, because at some point, obviously, you know, the team wants to win. You can see the frustration. You obviously, obviously, they want to win. But what you're doing up until now is not working. So if you want to turn things around and you want to start winning, at some point you're going to have to sit down with yourself, with your teammates, and actually have an honest conversation about, look, yeah, this needs to change. We need to do X, Y, and Z. And if that happens on Friday because of a bad loss, then like you said, maybe that will be the positive thing that comes out of Friday, but... Regardless, I mean, yeah, something something's going to have to change. Otherwise, it's going to be another repeat of just not making playoffs. And we know that that, that will probably devastate the fans and we'll get people fired. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? Who knows what would, will happen?
2: So, uh, before it would we be get, pretty hard to oh, see sorry. that. Uh, sorry, uh, it would be pretty hard to see that coming b- considering that we're in third place now, right? And I'm actually shocked that we stayed up this you know this high, this long, but mm-hmm. with yeah. the expanded playoff, um, you know, may, and the the home form, maybe it's better that the Galaxy finish further down in the table and and have a bunch of road games on in the playoffs because right now their their road form seems to be better than their home form. But you know that's that's just me. I, I, I'm I'm hoping that the massacre doesn't happen on Friday and it happens on Tuesday. Well, of course, not. and that's going to be their come together moment. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Okay, so we're talking about playoffs, and we were kind of talking about uh, this has been quietly been brought up. So I'm going to ask you before we get into the game predictions. Currently sitting in third place. We're sitting in second place uh, before last weekend. In fact, second place overall in the league before last weekend. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Hard to believe that this team, with the talent that they have and in their current position, not made the playoffs. But... It only gets tougher from here. We got LAFC on Friday. Yeah. You got your next three games after that are all road games. You got to go to Portland. You got to go to Atlanta. You got to go to DC United. You got to play Seattle and twice and then LAFC yeah. in between those games. And then you mm-hmm. have September in mm-hmm. which you have six games. And that's where you finish off your MLS regular set. This is an extremely tough schedule. With a resurging San Jose side, with a resurging Minnesota side, with a resurging Portland and Colorado side, mm-hmm. are the Galaxy going to make the playoffs this year?
3: Oof, the $1 million, <laughs> million <dollar> question, right?
2: <laughs> yep.
3: Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm going to agree with you. The fact that they stayed in second place for as long as they did sucked, man completely shocked me. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're now what third place?
1: Mm-hmm. We are in third yeah, place. One third point place. behind Seattle, one point ahead of Minnesota.
3: Jeez. Yeah, and see and that's that's the thing, that they got away with a few losses here and there and somehow they kept they kept their standing. Right now with how close the standings are with several teams, you can't afford to go on a few-game losing streak anymore. Not at this point. You will easily go from like third place to eighth place in no Mm -hmm. time. And that's something that you want to avoid. Um, Will they make the playoffs? Unless, like we were talking about earlier about something drastic, something major happening for this to just turn around, unless that something major in that moment of, okay, let's get our shit together happens, I... I almost feel like it's inevitable that they're going to miss the playoff. Oof. Oof. I know it sounds horrible and it's not what I want to believe. I just feel like if they don't get it together in this next couple of games, oh, you're just quickly like the longer the time goes with you just spiraling down this rabbit hole of just bad everything, it's going to be mm. harder for you to come back. And then at that point you're just playing a game of catch up. You're not even yes. playing to like, you know, move up the rankings. You're literally just playing to even stay in the top seed in order to even make playoffs. I I do believe, like I said, we have so much talent on this team. They just have to figure out a way to make he it all work. It. And I also feel it, it really a lot of it comes to Guillermo. I feel
0: mm-hmm.
3: I feel like his rotations <laughs> need to change for one. Um, his subs I have a huge issue with. <laughs> Subbing the Absolutely. Time he does it, some of the players at at one point during that San Jose he brought Emil Clayo in and I thought really like that's the one person he's gonna go with to like <laughs> sub. I like him. Says, yeah. that's not who I would have gone with right now. His player selection as far as his subs to me are very questionable and I feel like he needs to he just needs to get that together. <laughs> I feel like a lot's going to come down to him get a get a system that actually is going to work. Stick to that system, and stop stop experimenting so much with certain players that are just not meant to be in those positions at those times. So I feel yeah. like a lot's going to have to do with him. A lot's yep. going to have to do with Zalata and just changing his whole attitude altogether. Yep. And a lot's going to have to do with injuries. Um, you mentioned Chris Ponyas. We actually expected him to be back at that San Jose game. They told us he was super close and being back. I personally expect him to be back on Friday. I would be really surprised if he's not. Um, so you have Sebastian who's who was supposed to start training with the team today. Um, we expect to have him back soon, Perry Kitchen as well. You have all these players who are close to being back, but it also just depends. Can they stay healthy? Which at this point, the answer has been no. So I'm not feeling so confident that we can go the rest of the season without more major injuries happening and sidelining more players. So as of now, as of today, as much as it hurts me to say, if I had to pick yes or no, I'd probably go with no.
1: Yeah, I, and I kind of wow. have to, unfortunately, mm-hmm. agree with that. Just because when you when the schedule that I just mentioned, coupled with other teams that are below us, suddenly finding uh either firing their coach, finding a better one, and just kind of uh, hitting a stride, which is around the time when you're supposed to be making a run in MLS. It's usually around July or August is when you start turning things around, and the Galaxy seem to be going. They're kind of stuck in that first gear that they, they they've been on they they have been they, they've won games here and there, looked very ugly doing it. hasn't been impressive wins by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. and the losses have looked bad. Uh, they're not even competitive losses most of the time. They're actually very much outplayed. so um mm-hmm. I, I have to agree it's not very encouraging and it's very weird coming from a team that is currently one of the top five teams in the entire <laughs> league to say yeah they're not going to make the playoffs
2: mls let's let's, <laughs> let's let's get some let like i think i would feel better about like getting some draws cuz that shows it coming from behind to get a draw because that yeah. shows that that there there's, there's some fight. fight there's some fight but i have, we you know we haven't seen that they only have one draw um this season but i mean i think here, here's what i think needs to happen now is we take the comments uh, Lewis, that you made we take the comments that Delmi's made we take the comments that we've that i've made let's put them up on the bulletin board in in the galaxy locker room and that way the galaxy can point at us and be like well, screw those people no 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 they don't know what they're talking about we're going to prove them wrong i would be i would be elated if zlatan came up to me Looked down at me and said, "You did not know what you were talking about," mm-hmm. and you know that would be the highlight of my life, probably. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, it caused them to turn 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 everything around. So well, how, that has to happen, though. Like that. Right. Well, the I'm just. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are scum on my shoe. I uh, <laughs> would say yes, yes, Zlatan. I'm more than happy to be that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, let's let's get into it. It's that. Oh, I'm sorry. You have another question, Dave? No, no, no. no. One more thing that I that I did want to say. while, while dummies on. Um, one thing that I, I don't want to go as far. I know the word is fear and dread has has come out. Um, you know, on this podcast related to what's going to happen on Friday, and I have to say that I share the same feelings, but not toward the game. Um, the fear and the dread that I have is for the fan bases. Because
3: yeah.
2: so far, um, and I saw it last week, unfortunately, with, uh, some of the San Jose fans getting into altercations with the, some of the galaxy fans, um, it's the LAFC fan base is organized. Um, we saw the little publicity stunt that they pulled last year with the trash, um, it's we had the incident at the futsal earlier this year where a, you know nearly a riot broke out at that facility. Um, don't be surprised if we see laFC fans have a coordinated antagonizing, uh, you know effort to rile up the galaxy fans and cause them to, you know, to just essentially throw the first punch. First of all, nobody, no, we talk about fight in this rivalry match, and we're talking about what it is on the field to fight for the team, fight for the you know pride of of the team that you're representing, the city you're representing. At no point should the fans get involved in that. You you know we talk, we talked about it last year. You want to talk shit, you know, do it in a respectful way. Do not go too far. And I think that a lot of people get too involved in sort of these turf kind of mentalities, um, you know, semantics over what LA is and what LA isn't. Um, And a lot of times it goes too far. And I I urge the fan base and I hope that every other galaxy podcast and every other LA FC podcast out there is doing the same thing. Please don't be an idiot. Be respectful of your opponent's fan base. Do not get violent. Do not get physical. Don't throw stuff. Don't say you know anything um, that could even resemble being racist or um, you know derogatory. Any, derogatory in any you know in any, in any way, shape, or form. I really, really hope that um, cooler heads will prevail because it's. It, Depending on what's going to happen, l- unless it's a draw, a zero-zero draw, I think that it's going to be pandemonium uh, in the fa- in the stands, and the Galaxy have to do a good job of keeping that under control without uh, overextending their their sort of you know uh, security, uh, what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do.
3: Yeah, no, I'm actually glad that you brought that up, too, just to kind of back off of what you said. At the end of the day, you have to remember it's a sport. It's a football. This is what's uniting all of these two different fan bases together because you are all into the same sport. It's meant to be fun. Trash talk all you want. Have a good time. But remember that there are families out there. There are kids out there. You put the players in danger like throwing stuff on the pitch. There's just so many things that go into this, and just I feel like maybe that's the one thing that I have been fairly disappointed with as far as LNC goes, that there seems to be there has seemed to be several times where we've had incidents, whether it's people throwing stuff on on the field or people getting into fights outside of the venue or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, like I said, you're all there to have a good time enjoy it, enjoy the game, Um, and to the Diggity's credit, there's always tons of cops surrounding the venue. They, They do a pretty good job generally of making sure that there's security throughout, and for a game like Friday, I can't imagine that they're not taking precaution times five to make sure that everything goes as smooth as possible and that people are safe and that you can go down to Carson and not have to worry that you're representing the galaxy or you're representing Aliocene that you're going to be able to go and interact with people have a beer, have fun, share your team and just be a good time so I too I'm glad you brought that up and I too urge everyone just keep those things in mind it's not worth getting violent and putting people at risk or in danger Just go and have a good time and just enjoy, enjoy the love for the sport that's what I would say
1: Well said. Well said. It is a sport after all. I know emotions get high. I'm, I know I uh, get upset when my team loses, especially to, to a rival. Uh, being a UCLA fan, I, I've suffered that many times <laughs> at the hands uh, <laughs> of USC. Uh, so I know what it's like. It's not a fun feeling. But uh, the important thing is to keep it civil. Uh, don't let uh, the emotions get the better of you. Um, so uh, I think we're all in uh, agreement with that. Um okay. So here it is. Uh, I gotta ask. Predictions for Friday.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let you guys go first on there. <laughs> I'm still thinking. Oh, well know.
1: we 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 have set our predictions on our uh, our balls, balls and, and beers show. Uh well the the one thing that I found interesting, a uh, uh, a coworker of mine who is an LAFC fan, I I, uh, I was asking him or he asked me about the game. I said, you know, how do you who do you think it's going to win? And I said, uh, unfortunately, I have to say LFC is going to take this game. They're just looking too good and the Galaxy aren't. And he said, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think LFC is winning this game. And I asked, why not? What, what made you come to that conclusion? He goes, if anything, it's going to be a draw if the Galaxy doesn't win it. But there's no way LFC wins this game. I said, why not? He goes, the Dodgers. The Dodgers have been consistently a very good team for a number of years i've been back-to-back world series uh been the best team in the national league west been a significantly better team than the angels have been for many many seasons but they can't beat the angels it doesn't happen the angels have their number each and every single season it's like a monkey off their back and that's pretty much what he said lafc cannot beat the galaxy they can be anybody else, but they have a chip on their shoulder with the Galaxy, and this includes with their history going back to Chivas USA. They've always had a problem with this team. They just couldn't do it. It's inevitable that it will happen, and that it has happened before, but the Galaxy are always going to have a leg up on LAFC, and he doesn't point, um, and I'm hoping he's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um, we all hope I you. think that's
3: what you want to tell yourself so Right, that you
1: exactly so that's, a lot,
2: that's a lot of mental gymnastics there <laughs> A lot of mental gymnastics
3: No, I think, um, no, I think you have a point I, I actually I actually feel I honestly, I still feel like he's going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a massacre like we think it's going to be because of partly the points that you just made I feel like, I'm hoping that la galaxy this game will be played with intensity and with heart and that they will walk out i hope that San Jose. i'm hoping that that game was the game that was like you know having a conversation get yourself together we have to do this different x-line Z. I i still think L A is gonna win <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know what are your predictions what are your final predictions what are you calling
0: well, I think Lewis kind of like I, I feel exactly the way Lewis said it right away is when you ask us, yeah. oh, what do you what do you think the game is going to be like? First thing is, ugh. that's literally my prediction. Ugh. <laughs> 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 like, like I am not walking in that stadium excited. And a few weeks ago, I was Um, I'm dreading that day and I'm dreading what's going to happen on the, you know, in the stands as well. Uh, I want you know, we all want. We all want Galaxy to win. I assume, David. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> tune, into ball, tune into balls and beers. Uh, uh,
2: no, no I you. mean, yeah. I look. I I'm I'm of two minds. The analytical side goes. There's no way that we're winning this game. But then, and then the emotional side of me goes, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're in Bob's head. Like the the second is assuming LASC scores first, which they will, which they have done traditionally in in this series. um, If galaxy gets a goal or if they keep it tight and they start pushing them toward the end of the game, that is going to creep further and further and further into the minds of the players that were there last year and suffered through this. And that's going to create mistakes. That's going to create an opening. And Say what you will about the guy, whether you think he's good for the team or not good or, you know, good only out for himself. Once Latan smells blood, he's going for it. And it's not really going to matter much. He, he gets up for these really, really big games. And um, I don't think that he's... He, it, you know, some of these other games where he's disappeared... Nothing's really presented much of a challenge to him. It feels like I feel like he feels like a lot of these games are beneath him. Not this game. the f- The crowd is going to be amped up. They're going to want to make up. The players hopefully are going to want to make up for last week. I think that if nothing else, the Galaxy can scrape a draw. But don't put it past them that they'll they'll get a, a upset victory. I think I think it can happen.
0: It can happen. <laughs> right, but will it it? Can ha- No,
3: I agree. Can I agree with you, though. That's kind of what we touched on earlier with Slatan If Slatan can show up, then there will be a game. He can't have a quiet night. Not for this one. Not. not oh, absolutely he can't. not. They literally can't win without Slatan So if he can find it in him to actually be him and actually be at that potential at that level that we know he can be then we're talking about okay this is going to be a good game we're going to get two very competitive good teams who are coming out for blood however it sucks but it's the reality of it if Slatan if can't show up there's going to be there will be a massacre then we're talking this is not going to end well whatsoever um, I don't expect a draw i I do expect l a o c to win um, I and mean, when I don't know if this is my mind or my heart talking, but if i if I was going with something, I'd say, i don't know, maybe I'd say like I keep changing my mind I want to see something <laughs> And I change my mind <laughs> You're <laughs> all like, but, oh, but,
0: but 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 <laughs>
3: But Yeah because I'm like I want to have I want to have confidence That the galaxy can mm-hmm. Can make this A good game Can put on a show Um I Just in the where My confidence level Is yeah.
0: that And that's where the uh, so this is the, from. This
1: is the essence Of balls and beers We need a confidence level <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> On a one through One to five scale yeah, One to five scale you could double
3: down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know if I can't put a number on it. I keep, I literally keep going back and forth like mm-hmm. this, that. I, I, I know for sure I'd go with LAC winning, but I don't. I don't think I'd go for a massacre. I think I'd go maybe for like. Well, I'm hoping for a good game, and if we're gonna have a good game, I'm hoping we would end up getting something like three-two LAC.
2: But I think that's putting I, too much well,
3: uh, faith
2: in the galaxy. Uh, no, I didn't yeah, because no. a
3: because lo- a lot
1: of people are, are saying. I think one of the things that I am um, I'm gonna say happy about because I wish we were in a different position, but uh, it seems that Galaxy Twitter are well aware of what may happen, so they're they're saying, "Oh God." Keep it below four. Then that's basically what they're saying uh, throughout the. Uh, I'm sure that's you've so seen sad. it as well. It's like you know what? I mean, I would like it to be three, but it's more than likely gonna be five. Have, have, you, and, have,
0: you, have you guys well, seen
3: that? That's, the... that's what i weird. Mean. That's what I mean. Like my mind, my mind is saying more like four one, whereas my heart's oh, like, no, it'll be, it'll be, it should be a good game um but i don't think it'll be more than like a goal difference but like i said it's like my mind and my heart is just saying completely different things so i don't know what to say
0: no yeah i mean our well, at least my prediction on balls and beers this week was was more emotional but i was very calm i was like one galaxy <laughs> <laughs> you know like have you guys seen, have you guys seen that commercial where the, it's the hockey it's like a hawk ho- they're they're playing hockey and there's a walrus in front of the goal oh and yeah it's like yeah. that's yeah. ridiculous yeah. we need a walrus
2: well that was that was i mean that was david bingham last week you know he 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 did everything he could to to keep the them in that game and so we're we need bingham to have another big week and you know we will say this about bingham you know he he's certainly been more consistent this year than he was uh when he was with san jose but when bingham's hot he's hot and when he's cold he's cold so um we're hoping that this this hot streak lasts um, because them we cover, and, and, and we needed to, yeah. Those defenders and, and, need and to yeah, we got it exactly. They, those defenders cannot let him face thirty-one shots because they will because LAFC will put those away. Oh
3: yeah. Okay, so here's a question for you guys. Because we haven't brought in him up at all, but it's something that I brought up to people. How do you guys feel about Romney getting the start?
2: I over Shelvik. Over Shelvik, yeah. it's a no brainer. It's a no yeah, yeah. I think that's no brainer for us. Like last, I feel like
3: that's one of the biggest changes that I would really love to see. I would love to see Dave Romney in that yeah. starting
2: 11. Because mm-hmm. he's he's not going to give you, you know, darting runs up the field, but he's going to be steady. Mm-hmm. And and last week against San Jose, it, it was almost like San Jose was going out of their way and bypassing better better passing opportunities to attack Shelvick's side because they knew that they were going to be able to get behind him and get across in. And it was and like it was pr- really it seemed really consistent from where I was watching um, that they were like they would have two players on the run over on the on the um, on the other side and Rolf and, and uh, Sarah's side. And they would cross the field to Shelvick to the one guy that, that was making a run on that side because he they knew he that was a higher percentage chance. So getting Shelvick off the field is like number one priority um in this in this game i think it, it and i think romney understands the the understands what he's going up against he's not going to get caught up the field um he's going to be steady
3: yeah i'm actually surprised that we haven't seen him more on on the field like it makes i feel like that's one of those things that really makes me frustrated like Guillermo. like why are you not starting romney why
0: um, well
2: that's a difference of 800 and something odd dollars <laughs> right Eight
0: hundred thousand yeah no
2: i
1: i think i think most of the fan base never wants to see Shelvik on the field again and i think romney is at least defensively is going to be significantly better than than Shavik is and as i said i think you have to be more defensive-minded in this game, and just kind of yeah. put ten players behind the ball and just suffocate LAFC and force them into a mistake to where you can you have the players um, that can that can run uh, directly at that goal, and you have options should you choose to use them. Um, and I think Romney would fit that uh, a lot better than Shelby would. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it's, an, it's a it's an no-brainer. Absolutely,
2: having having another player with some bite in there to take that responsibility off of Corona. Cause he's not good at, he's not been good at that, uh, that role. I think having kitchen next to Jonah and then Corona, you know, e- running either the up up the field a little bit more or at the, the point of the triangle would probably fare better for this game.
3: Yeah.
2: I completely
0: agree with all of that. Oh so, yeah. Oh man. What I'm a, that we all agree. <laughs> it's a g- good agreement circle
1: i just uh, i just got 10 points
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> well i hope not i fucking hope not
1: <laughs> that trophy's mine guys
0: i want to see <laughs> you know, i want to i want to be surprised i want to be surprised i i want to be so i also want to be yeah i want to be
1: wrong it's gonna be it's gonna be Gonna be a massacre just
0: that's how i'm feeling what, but, but i want to be wrong <laughs> the way that be we wrong. thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah
1: it's gonna have a it's gonna have a uh daniel steris hat trick is what it's gonna have
0: oh hell yeah oh nothing second. would make me happier if that happened <laughs> so Second, for, second for highest <laughs> i know he would be
2: <laughs> that would be that would be uh, great yeah so <laughs>
1: All right, I I, I think we've uh, we've covered most yeah. of what we need to talk about. I, I think um, I think we did a lot of venting. I think that was good, very good. <laughs> Leading up to this uh, game, I, I, uh, I, I, a lot of emotions I, out the I, out the door there. <laughs> um, tell me, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate cool. it. We All hope it. We come you come back sometime. Balls of
2: um,
1: Yeah, uh, one day Balls we hope to get beers, you on our. <laughs> We're gonna hold you to that. Uh, we record every Tuesday, so David
0: send her <laughs> the Bro. sheet. See <laughs> no. <him over> here.
2: <laughs> send her the Excel sheet. No, it's fun. <laughs> Thanks right.
3: for having me on, guys.
2: Yes, thank you so much, yes, tell thank me. you and, so and much. I, I do have to say um for whatever odd reason out there, anybody who listens to this show and doesn't already follow Me, like you guys are missing out on a lot of really good, <laughs> no. um, a lot of good, good sports content, uh, content. Um, y- you're covering the sparks, y- you're covering, um, LAFC, you're kind of covering the galaxy. You give us a lot of insight into what's happening on the inside. Um, I, I, quite enjoy your, like, sort of confessionals after you're done with, the, you're, you're done with your day. Um, so, please, everybody go follow Delmi on Instagram and on Twitter. My Probably my favorite thing about Delmi's uh, Instagram, though, is all her food posts. And, like, I see less of them. There haven't been as many lately, but, like, she goes to eat at really good spots <laughs> so yeah I love food I love food
3: I love sports I love beer give me any of those and I'm a happy
2: girl there you go um so yes thank you very much Delmi, for joining us tonight you're
3: thank very you. welcome thanks guys it was fun
0: alright and uh Bobby you want to take us out real quick yeah well thank you for listening guys this is episode 165 LA is our house this is David and Lewis hi you're Bobby I'm Lewis I know <laughs> and Delmi and our guest Delmi. <laughs> Say bye, Delmi. <laughs> she's she's okay, too busy cracking up. All right. Well, this <laughs> is a great right. this is a great ending. All right, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to LA is our house. Make sure you check out our website laisourhouse.com where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls and Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button